How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Jazz defeat the Dallas Mavericks 103-100 on a Rodney Hood 3 with .8 seconds left. And, Ron, just your thoughts on this one. Well, it's you watch a basketball game like this and you wonder, you know, as well as the Jazz have been playing, especially here at home, you know, and you start thinking about how they lost the lead. But the Dallas Mavericks, all of a sudden's defense, the switching defense, especially out on the perimeter, gave the Jazz problems. And then the isolation, I mean, what the Jazz, what the Mavericks did a great job of was causing the Jazz to switch like the Jazz do against a lot of teams and getting the mismatch that they want and was taking advantage of it. Jazz really fell apart late in that game. The Jazz led this game 94-83 with 8.56 left. They led it by 11 with 7.17. They led it by 8 or 9 with 4.23 left and then did not score again until Rodney Hood's three. In fact, Joe Ingles hit a three with 7.17 left in the fourth. The Jazz only Next, their next field goal was Rodney Hood. What happened to the Jazz in that final seven, five, four minutes that allowed? Really, they, they just fell apart. Well, they didn't get very many good looks, that's for sure. And you can credit the defense of the Dallas Mavericks. I think they they really got the job. The Jazz was ten for sixteen in the third period. Fourth period, three for twelve. Now there was a reason for that. I mean, the defense really started to pick up. And David, I know you and I have discussed this last year and even this year, when the perimeter defense of the opponents start really attacking the Jazz, it's giving them problems. Uh, I think that's something they like to see them improve on. Now, when you look at the Jazz and the way they played all night, we go to Zach Guthrie's halftime thing about why they played so well. His comment was they were able to break the paint. Dallas overly collapses. They played with their eyes out. They passed the ball. I know coaches don't like to stay in their same offense because they want to know who's going to shoot and where they're going to shoot from late. Is there any chance this team's so egalitarian and balanced that maybe trying to stay in their regular systems late would be advantageous. The disadvantages are obvious. You might go too early in the clock. You can turn the ball over. There's a lot of reasons why coaches don't do it. But it doesn't seem like when we get in, that exactly what you're saying, they get aggressive. We get one on one. We we just none of the didn't look as comfortable as they brilliant. I mean, they were brilliant offensively the rest of the night. Well, well I, and a, to add to what you were saying and what really hurt the Jazz at that point. I mean, they were trying to stay in what was successful for them throughout the basketball game. David, I mean, they were shooting over 60% after the third period. So something was going right there. But then all of a sudden the perimeter defense of the of the um, Mavericks started to pick things up, and then the Jazz started to get into that short clock. And they have not operated in that short clock very well all season long. This was a w- wild game uh, in the sense that it was a slow-paced game. And the word around the league is you got to play fast-paced because it's easier to score that way. And it's just not true. And tonight we saw it was a slow-paced game from two incredibly well-coached teams. And the next thing you saw 
was just scoring after scoring after scoring in the half court. Nobody could get stops in the half court tonight. Well, and then I think we better give these coaches some some credit for what they were able to accomplish tonight. Defense, they just was unable to stop each other. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they stayed in the basketball game, but strictly by uh, what the coach was, uh, you know, running for them. I mean, how they their offensive game. Defense was not something that that separated the two teams tonight. It was it was on the offensive end of the floor. Jazz win it tonight, one hundred three to one hundred, and really the balance of this team tonight maybe is what jumps out more than anything else. Uh, Hayward thirteen, Gobert sixteen, Hood fifteen, Exum eleven, Mack eleven, Johnson eight, Lyles thirteen, Ingles five, Favors seven. I mean that that's that's deep. But David, you, you you're looking at only twelve shots in the fourth quarter. Well, they just the turnovers shots. were just terrible. Hayward had and, seven and, turnovers and tonight, throws. and seven turnovers giving up eleven points. And the Hayward's turnovers, he had three in the fourth quarter, uh, and you know, and and that was it. So the game changed. The Jazz players just didn't change with it. And I really think what really hurt the Jazz was putting themselves in that short clock there in the fourth quarter. They kept running the same that were. The uh, the play the what what do you call it where the, the handoff and getting you know, the switch and Barnes at the isolation and, and all that and, and just couldn't score and once you put yourself in a short clock and and that pressure is on you on on the offensive on, on the perimeter it's awfully hard to score. Big picture, the Jazz had a very soft schedule here, and they really took advantage of it. They they with all the injuries they still overcome it. They went ten of their last twelve, uh, and you know took advantage of an extended homestand going five, four and one on the homestand. They lost the Miami game. You're going to lose something along the way. But otherwise, they didn't blink. Uh, both, you know, remember, both starting guards didn't play in that uh, Miami game. How big a deal is it to just even win a game like this and continue to feel good about yourself and have this role? Well, they feel good about themselves because they know they dodged a bullet. And, and you know, obviously, they'll go over the game film. They'll watch and, and see what happened and try to make some corrections. But, you know, this is uh, just think about the month of November. I mean, they had a pretty good month in November when they had, you know, a lot of uh, road games. Only four road games this month. So they've had to take advantage of, of this schedule, and there's still some home games left, you know. But, you know, these are the games you have to win. We've talked about this many, many times. Um, if, we're, if the Jazz are considered to be one of the better teams in the West, you know, Golden State, uh, San Antonio, uh, Houston, you know, teams like that, for the most part, they're gonna, not going to lose to teams like this, and you can't afford to do it as well. Utah Jazz win it tonight over the Dallas Mavericks in exciting fashion on a Rodney Hood pull-up three. If you want to hear more about the game, go to Jazz Game Rewind over at 1280 The Zone. This has been postcast on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank you doing more. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17